Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s, with yours truly, Glenn Robison, on Island Radio, KISL at 88.7 on your FM dial, and at KISLAvalon.com on your internet dial. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. This is another all-birthday show, and we'll be celebrating the natal anniversaries of Tommy Christian, Gray Gordon, Alfred Salmon, Phil Word, and Nan Wynn. Carl Kilmer Tommy Christian was born in Bruton, Alabama on May 4, 1902, to physician James Clark and Mary Frances Christian. As a child, he was called Kilmer and took up the clarinet, but later switched to the saxophone. He worked in a furniture store and a grocery store before getting a job in a Montgomery cabaret playing drums. By 1920, he had moved to Carrollton, Georgia, and the following year joined the Garber Davis Orchestra, where he was featured on saxophone. In June of 1924, Tommy left the Garber Davis organization to form his own band. In November 1925, Tommy Christian and his orchestra got booked at the Roseland Ballroom in New York City, made their first recordings for Columbia, and were billed as the Sensation of the South. At the end of 1935, the band broke up, and Tommy became a sideman in Atlanta before moving to Hollywood as a movie studio musician. In 1942, Tommy joined the U.S. Army and, following the war, settled in Greenville, South Carolina, with his fourth wife, Reba, and died June 18, 1951. Tommy Christian recorded 20 sides, all issued on Columbia's Budget Harmony label, and here are three of them. Thank you. 
lover, she sees Limburger cheese. Pearly teeth are in her mouth. I'm pint north and I'm pint south. Yes, I mean my Elsie Jotunheim.
you have three from Tommy Christian and his orchestra. We just heard Something to Remember You By, written by Howard Dietz and Arthur Schwartz. Jack Arthur was the vocalist on that November 28, 1930 recording. Something to Remember You By is from the bright, smart, tasteful Broadway review, Three's a Crowd, which opened at the Selwyn Theater on October 15, 1930, and you had 271 chances to catch it. Before that, an unidentified vocalist singing about Elsie Schulzenheim on September 30, 1926. Elsie Schulzenheim was written by Cliff Friend and Abner Silver. We started off the set with the flip side of Elsie Schulzenheim and one of my favorite songs, How Could Red Riding Hood Have Been So Very Good and Still Keep the Wolf from the Door. I love Harry Reeser and Al Lentz's versions, but Tommy Christian's rendition has some nice effects. Starting off with Red declaring, Oh, Grandma, what monstrous teeth you have! And the wolf barking at the end. That was recorded September 22, 1926, and issued on Harmony 264. How Could Red Riding Hood was written by A.P. Randolph. Alfred Pace Randolph was born February 27, 1901, to Alfred and Elizabeth Randolph, a very socially and musically prominent family in Richmond, Virginia. He grew up in the U.S. and England, and then enrolled at Harvard University. Now, I would love to have partied with him, because it was while at Harvard that he wrote, self-published, and performed How Could Red Riding Hood, and other songs a la Tom Lehrer. It immediately became very popular, and he sold the publishing rights the following year to Jack Mills Music, Incorporated. The song was introduced in vaudeville by Rube Wolf, a musician and orchestra leader who led pit orchestras at several California theaters, including the Warfield and Lowe's State Theater. Some people, however, were not amused by the song, and it was banned from the radio for its scandalous suggestiveness. The Chattanooga News called it reprehensible, and on November 27, 1926, in a story run by the United Press, Mrs. Ethel Boyce, the amusement censor of Dallas, Texas, said the reputation of one of American childhood's favorite figures is insulted by the song and ordered it banned from all Dallas stages. It has insinuating lines pertaining to the chastity of the little girl known from time immemorial as the purest of creatures. It is degrading, said Mrs. Boyce. I wouldn't want to party with her. Alfred Randolph married Lucy Dabney Tinstall on January 17, 1931, and they had one son, Alfred McGill Randolph. The elder Randolph went on to have a distinguished career in the Navy, attaining the rank of captain. At the time of his death of a heart attack on June 3, 1955, A.P. Randolph was the manager of the Seaboard Citizens Bank at the Naval Base in Norfolk, Virginia. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, May 4th, marked the birth in 1900 in Freeport, Illinois, of Jerome Rokar. Doesn't ring a bell? You may know him better as saxophonist and band leader Gray Gordon. His musical career got its start while he was still in high school, leading a band called the Pretzel Five. In the mid-twenties, he moved to Chicago and played with the Seattle Harmony Kings and Elmo Max Purple Derby Orchestra. He led a band that played at the 1933 Chicago World's Fair and in 1936 moved to New York, where he formed his TikTok rhythm band. 
Over the next several years, the band had extended engagements at the Edison Hotel, was heard on the radio, and toured the country. Within the single year between August of 1938 and August of 1939, the band recorded 61 sides for Victor, all but five of them vocals, and all but about ten of those by Cliff Grass. Gordon disbanded in 1945, but continued to work in the music business and in public relations for Miami hotels. He died of cancer in 1976 at St. Luke's Hospital and is buried at Oakland Cemetery in his hometown of Freeport. Here are three from Gray Gordon. Thank you. 
worry, worry and worry and trouble, trouble, trouble and trouble and worry and trouble and worry and trouble and worry and trouble will leave us tomorrow, I know. Where's the silver lining that we all are here for finding for? And where's the guy who calls it peaches and cream? Gather round, good people, listen to me. I have good advice to offer you free. In me, you see a fellow who can see what's worrying you. So, if your pockets are full of holes, and if your shoes have heels or soles, you will find you can get along, sell your cares for a song. If you haven't a thing to pawn, and if the lady you love is gone, you will find that you can't go wrong, sell your cares for a song. Sing me merry, life is very wonderful. Sing me merry, a song is like an electric light that helps to brighten the darkest night. You can do so. Come on, Caruso, and sell it. Your kiss for a song. Sing be merry. Life is very wonderful. Sing be merry. A song is like an electric light that helps to brighten the darkest night. Troubles get you. Come on, Deliatio. Sell your kiss for a song.
There you have three from Gray Gordon and his TikTok Rhythm Orchestra, each with a different TikTok rhythm. That introductory TikTok rhythm, by the way, was provided by percussionist Frank Adams and was often accompanied by a trombone glide into the beginning of the song, which immediately let radio listeners identify the band. And, of course, Dick Jurgens and Kay Kaiser used similar introductory trademarks. We just heard vocalist Shirley Lane with Goody Goodbye, written by James Vaughn and Nat Simon. Victor 26396 was recorded October 10, 1939. Before that, Sell Your Cares for a Song. Victor Young wrote the music and Charles Newman the words. That's from the picture Fisherman's Wharf, where it was sung by Bobby Breen. On Bluebird 10132, recorded January 27, 1939, it was sung by Cliff Grass, Carl Corelli, and Bob Blair, collectively credited as the Gordon Goons. I told you I was going to find a record by Gordon's Goons. We started off with Emmeline, written by the trio of Burt Bivens, Josef Inovici, and Wayne King. Bluebird 10010 was recorded October 17, 1938. You'll recall that on the February 16th show, I played the bird on Nellie's hat. Well, last week, May 6th, marked the birth in 1868 in Berlin, Germany, of its composer, Alfred Salman. He studied at the Berlin Conservatory of Music and came to the U.S. in 1894, settling in Chicago, where he worked as a musician and music teacher. In 1898, Salman's first song, Miss Phoebe Johnsing, was published by his cousin, Victor Kramer. In 1902, he was in San Francisco composing and appearing in vaudeville as a singer, and the following year he was in New York City where he signed an exclusive contract with Joseph W. Stern and Company. In 1914, he signed with music publisher Joe Morris and stayed with that firm until the end of his career. Salman wrote popular songs, ballads, and theater and film music, but rarely wrote his own lyrics, his primary collaborator being Arthur J. Lamb. He died November 15, 1937, at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City. In the first 20 years of the 20th century, over 50 of Salman's pieces were issued by Edison and Victor, and here are three of them.
Albert Campbell with There's a Quaker Down in Quakertown. David Berg wrote the lyrics, recorded by Victor on April 7, 1916. Before that, Edwin J. McAnally's orchestra and Blame It on the Waltz. Harry Burr was singing the Gus Kahn lyrics all by himself on that Victor 78, number 10370, waxed October 4, 1926. Rivermont Records' very first CD back in 2004, I think, was the complete recordings of Edwin J. McAnally, and founder Brian Wright has just made the complete McAnally available again. Not just a simple repressing of the original CD, no, no, no. Each of the 21 sides has been retransferred, re-restored, and re-pitch corrected using current technology, and in most cases, better source material. Brian has also completely rewritten the liner notes and included a lot of information which has come to light in the intervening years. So even if you have the original CD, and especially if you don't, I implore you to go to rivermontrecords.com and order this new edition. It's even got a great new cover by our friend Joe Bosom. And there's lots of other new stuff on the website. That's rivermontrecords.com. We started our tribute to Alfred Salmon with British Music Hall singer Alice Lloyd, who also appeared in American Vaudeville. We heard one of six issued sides she made for Victor in Philadelphia on May 23rd and 24th, 1907, You Splash Me and I'll Splash You. Arthur J. Lamb wrote the lyrics. I'm Glenn Robison and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, May 4th, marked the birth in 1894 in Elizabeth, New Jersey, of pianist and composer Philip Frederick Ward, W-O-R-D-E, the eldest of nine children born to Preston Ward and the former Katie Douglas. 
I have very little information about him, but in 1915 he was attending Howard University, and by this time his father had passed away. In 1917 he was working as a musician in Washington, D.C., and the following year was employed as a copyist for the Pace Handy Music Publishing Company, which had just moved from Atlanta to New York City. In 1923, he was back in Elizabeth, listed in the city directory as a musician, but from the 1930s on, he was based in Philadelphia. He wrote or co-wrote at least 15 pieces recorded by others, and is piano accompanist on several of those and some others, and here are a couple of them. Getting rough 
Don't worry about me, big fat woman, cause I knows my stuff. The things you do up here, you wouldn't dare to do down home. Well, you just go on away and leave me. I'd rather be alone. But you will understand me better by and by. What you mean? I mean when the winter wind begins to whine and cry. But when the wind makes connection with your dry goods. Then what? Brother, you change your mind. Oh, is that so? You'll be looking every nook and corner to see. If a job you can find Cause I know this winter wind Is gonna get your goat And you need more protection Than a pinchback coat Is that so? For when the wind makes connection With your dry goods Brother, you change your mind Now you say when the wind makes connection with my overcoat, mm-hmm. now you claim that's when I'll change my mind. And I don't mean maybe. You say that I'll be doing all kind of respective work, uh, looking in every looking corner for some easy job to find. You'll bring me a job, brother. Now, Mama, if that's your dream, you better wake up. Because mm-hmm. little of your talk Gently fill my cup. Cut it out, man. Then make connection with your dry goods. Brother, you change your mind. Classic American female blues singer Martha Copeland telling Sidney Easton what's going to happen when the wind makes connection with your dry goods. Sidney Easton was a songwriter, actor, and performer, sometimes billed as the happy boot black. Speaking of happy, When the Wind Makes Connection with Your Dry Goods was written by Happy Holmes. Accompanying Copeland and Easton were Bert Howell on violin and Phil Word on piano. Victor 20548 was recorded February 2, 1927. We started off with Morris's Hot Babies, Thomas Morris on cornet and Fats Waller on the pipe organ, and Won't You Take Me Home, written by Thomas Morris with Phil Word. Victor 20776, made May 20th, 1927. Back on the April 5th show, I played Hool by My Bublitschke with the vocal by Nan Wynn. Right after that show, I received a very nice email from longtime faithful listener and friend Bill, who shared that Nan lived in his hometown of York, Pennsylvania, and although he never met her, his mother and grandparents did know her. Bill's grandparents were neighbors of Nan's parents, and I just love coming up with these varying degrees of separation. Bill nominated her for a birthday tribute, and his timing is good because last week, May 8th, marked the birth in 1915 in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, of Marsha Vatz, better known as big band singer and stage and film actress Nan Wynn. She grew up in Wheeling, West Virginia, where she sang in the high school choir, and at age 16, on a trip to New York City with her mother, came to the attention of a producer who booked her at a vaudeville house. In the late 30s, she was heard regularly on radio with the Rudy Valley and Hal Kemp orchestras, and was billed as the Molten Mama with the Lava Larynx. 
In the 40s, she was in a number of Warner Brothers films, often as a nightclub singer, and she appeared on TV later in the decade. Her career came to an abrupt end in 1949 with the loss of her voice following a surgical procedure, and she settled in York, Pennsylvania, where listener Bill saw Nan at a religious service in York. Soon after, she died of cancer in Santa Monica, California on March 21, 1971. Here are three more from Nan Wynn.
Joseph, Joseph, won't you make your mind up? It's time I knew just how I stand with you. My heart's no claws bad, I can stop and wind up. Each time we make up after being through. So listen, Joseph, Joseph, time is fleeting. And here and there, my hair is turning gray. My mother has a fear, wedding bells I'll never hear. Joseph, Joseph, won't you name the day?
Think It Over, written by Joseph Meyer, Buddy Brenier, and Bob Emmerich. That's from a German Brunswick 78, number 81919. And although the label credits Nan Wynn and her orchestra, it just says with vocal. But of course, that was Nan Wynn with the vocal on August 1st, 1938. Before Think It Over, we heard the flip side of Who'll Buy My Bublitsky, Joseph Joseph. Emery Deitch and his orchestra from Brunswick 8109, recorded March 15, 1938. Joseph Joseph was originally composed and recorded in 1923 for Victor, Columbia, and Emerson by Nellie Kassman as Yosel, with the Yiddish lyrics by Samuel Steinberg. The anglicized lyrics were written by Sammy Kahn and Saul Chapin and were first recorded by the Andrews Sisters, February 21, 1938, less than a month before Nan's recording. We started our birthday tribute to Nan Wynn with A Tisket A Tasket, written by Ella Fitzgerald and Al Feldman. That was Teddy Wilson and his orchestra, July 29, 1938. Because of Phil Word's abbreviated segment, we've got time for one more, and I'm going to use that time to play Nellie Kassman's original 1923 recording of Yosel. Oh, yo, 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 yo,
From Columbia 8003, recorded in October of 1923, Nellie Kassman and Yosel, which she used as her encore for her entire career. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. Thank you.